So, Doc, I guess it all started when this kid in the park pushed me over mm. and took my Pokemon cards. Mm. Ever since then, I've been scared of Pikachus. Did you say this was primary school or secondary school? No, this is um, last Tuesday. Assalamu alaikum guys, we've got a really interesting one for you today. I spoke to Imam Abdullah Hassan, uh, an Imam and therapist who's been studying various madhabs of psychology for many years and his aim is to get Muslim communities to unlearn colonial psychology. What is that? With more and more Muslims studying psychology, is it a case of the field becoming truly more enriched or just more brown psychologists practicing white psychology? What is psychology? What is decolonial psychology? What is the dark side of Western psychology? Where and how did it emerge? And what can Muslims do about it? We discuss these themes and more in this podcast. But before we jump into it, just a quick reminder to subscribe if you like this kind of stuff, hit the bell notification, and get involved in the conversation in the comments as well. And to support the podcast or any other Islam 20C activity to build confident and impactful Muslims, inshallah, please head over to the link that you can see on the screen right now. And finally, another reminder and thank you for all the sadaqah that you, our viewers and readers, gave and continue to give through our charity partners, One Ummah, who are operating in over a dozen different countries and work judiciously to ensure 100% of your donations get to the right recipients in the right way, inshallah. So without further ado, here's the podcast. Assalamu alaikum, Imam Saab. I mean, uh, I was very interested when you when you uh, when we were speaking the other day about um, uh, a phrase that you mentioned, decolonial psychology, and uh, I'm really interested in decoloniality and decolonial studies in different areas. So, um, I, you know, I was, I was happy to have you on here to discuss. But uh, when it comes to psychology proper, I'm a complete ignoramus. So, I just wanted to start by asking you, what is psychology? How would you describe psychology as an enterprise, as a, as an edifice? to somebody who, who knows nothing about it. Okay. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Assalatu wa salam wa sayyid kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Jazakallah khair, Dr. Salman, for inviting me to talk on a very important topic, I think. Um, so, what is psychology? Psychology, and there are dif- various different definitions. Yeah. Essentially, what it means in the Western context, uh, the definition that is out there, is the study of the mind and the behavior of the human being, right? Mm. Um or the scientific study of the mind and behavior, right? Um, and we have different sub um, uh, headings within psychology, uh, mm. sub disciplines, if you like. Uh, you've got sports psychology, you've got educational psychology, you've got counseling yeah. psychology. You know, there's 20, 30, 50 different sub disciplines within within psychology. Mm. Um, the area that I focused in is more the practical aspects of counseling or psychotherapy. Mm. Yeah, I, I trained to be a counselor, and um, whereby I was able to, you know, train and also help people with the various different yeah. issues that they have. So, uh, uh, anything to do with the mind, you'd say? From the Western perspective, anything yeah. to do with the mind okay. and behavior. So, Western psychology mm. is a huge topic. It yeah. went through, well, it's still going through, different stages. So, we went through about six different stages. So, initially. During the time of, if you like, you know, the Plato, Aristotle, and others, mm-hmm. it was about the study of the soul, right, mm. and how that impacts our behavior, how that impact impacts our relationship with others, 
Then you had in the study of the mind, then study of the conscious and the unconscious, and the study of uh, the the beha- behavior. Right. So mm. you went through various different stages, and now we have a I would say new movement where, where you know experts and researchers and scientists, I'm talking about Muslims and also non-Muslims, discussing you know uh, about spirituality and how we can bring in spirituality within the discussion of psychology right it's a new emerging field mm. but the problem is it's it's not defined enough in your eyes to it's still building upon the western roots of yeah. and, and underlying premises which i want to get into mm. um but what you mentioned a phrase uh, a while ago you mentioned the phrase um there's five madhabs of mm-hmm. of uh, western psychology what did you mean by that Understanding human behavior, yeah. understanding human thought. Um, there are different explanations, there are different interpretations out there among non-Muslim experts. Mm. Um, starting from, you know, I mean, ancient Greek uh, philosophy, um, and then even the Islamic understanding, the Muslim culture, and, and the contemporary times through Freud, Carl Rogers, you know, Watson, other, you know, great mm-hmm. Western European psychologist american psychologist um and what they if you do a meta-analysis of the field of psychology um you see that there are about four five madhabs or schools of thought or philosophy mm-hmm. uh in western psychology um the, we have the biomedical um approach school we have the behavioral uh, approach school psychodynamic approach the cognitive behavioral the cognitive uh, uh, school you got the humanistic uh, school mm-hmm. so there are different kind of madhabs or theories out there and they're based on certain philosophy i would say theology even yeah. right aqida even right they're based on how they see how they see human being how they mm-hmm. view the human being how they view uh, uh, the world so each of these different philosophies different madhabs or schools yeah. of thought in psychology they view the human being in a particular or certain way right so if someone subscribes to physicalism or philosophical naturalism they're going uh, the, the the philosophy that or the starting point that the only thing only that uh, only that which we can measure, measure and, and observe see. exists yeah. yeah there's nothing beyond that yeah uh, if somebody accepts that premise mm. even though there's no evidence for it but it just as a working premise mm. they're going to then force themselves to describe everything about human be- behavior just using you know our central nervous system or hormones or the physical I elements, mean if you look, if you go back if we go back to Freud for example mm-hmm. initially when Freud became prominent um, and he developed his ideas uh, about the subconscious um, um, in the scientific Uh, field he was not taken seriously in mm. fact he was mocked by some scientists right because he was coming up in there according to them uh, you know with pseudo uh, science yeah. right and obviously his school his ideas and philosophy has developed and evolved we do have you know the psychodynamic school within psychology and counseling but it has evolved uh, uh, slightly but the the main premise is still there so right? what what is that premise the premise i mean the, pre- the premise is you know As, as you said right that we can only measure what we see our behavior uh, for example they will not focus or they will not um, discuss the ruh for example from the exam perspective the naf- the nafs the heart all the things that we we discuss really on a basic level 
in Islamic tazkiyah, yeah. right? They will not dis- uh, discuss that. Right? So it's all about the behavior. It's well, according to many schools, and what they can see and also observe. Mm. Uh, observe. And how was Freud different to the the, the 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 prevailing kind of science at the time? I mean, he. I mean, he. He was. You know, he practiced. He developed and practiced hypnotherapy, for example. At that time, hypnotherapy was seen even. Some of the practices now it seem to be uh, it seem to be pseudoscience. A bit spooky. A bit spooky, and <laughs> you know, if you remember, you know, in the early in the mid nineties, mm. there was a show on ITV by Paul McKenna, I believe, right? He was a mm. hypnotherapist, and he would, you know, in the audience, he would make them sleep and make them do weird things, right? This is obviously entertainment. It's not yeah. real hypnotherapy, but you know, he was practicing practicing hypnotherapy. He was um, even, you know, delving into, you know, a cultish, under, you know, behavior. Right? He, he was part of a cult. Some reports mentioned. Wow. Right? He himself. I mean, we don't want to make about Freud the discussion, but mm. he himself, you know, reports suggest that he was a cocaine addict. So he was himself messed up. But he. But the idea is that what we what we you know that we've inherited from popular kind of or widespread yeah. Western psychology. Which has been kind of um, spread through mm. colonialism and imperialism, yeah. that that is based in in part on a story of the human mind and the human self. W- what is the human being? Yeah. yeah. How do we view the human being? What is the mm. self? What is the yeah. nafs? Right. I mean, Freud is not really. If you look at the m- major universities, he's 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 not really studied because a lot of his some of his ideas, you know, has. Uh, has evolved, mm-hmm. but he is he is everywhere in our culture, in our mm. literature. I mean, he was very you know, um, in terms of discussing literature, he's very he was very impactful, right? In 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 TV, in movies, his ideas is everywhere, essentially, mm. right? Um, and you know, Freud is more popular now, I would say, in a way, than he was he was back then mm. while, while he was alive, right? But he his his theories, his uh, philosophy. Is in from the Islamic perspective, I believe is very very problematic. I think the whole discussion about Western psychology, if you if you really pause for a moment yeah. and go back, and Western psychology, although it's evolving and there's a lot of discussion, there's a lot of sub disciplines, and there's a lot mm. of uh, you know differences among even Western psychologists, right? But yeah. if we, I think it's important to pause for a moment and go back. And understand the historical Western psychology. I'm talking about the contemporary mm. historical Western psychology, right? I mean, Western psychology, in a way, is based on eugenics. The idea that white people or Europeans are better, mm. are smarter, right? Are more of uh, are more humane than non-white people, i.e., mm. the black people and the ethnic minorities, brown brown people, the Chinese Chinese people, even essentially modernity. In terms of colonial modernity, in terms of this is the the starting point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, modern, when we talk about modernity, there's a lot of good things that happened, mm. right? You know, we we have science, for example, right? There's good things, you know, science and technology. You know, we will not be able to discuss. I mean, we're here because of science, in a way, right? Discussing through, you know, recording of uh, voice and uh, audio and visual, right? So, what technology mm. and science? So, there are a lot of positive, good things. Uh, we can take from science, but also in technology, for example, mm. politics, for example, right? But there is a dark side of of that that many people are not aware mm. of, or people don't want don't want to talk about and discuss. And if we, if we really go back, I mean, in 
during the colonial pe- uh, period in the 1400s or 1500s when Europeans were in the dark ages mm-hmm. many of the other societies particularly muslim societies uh, uh, Spain for example they had science and technology and and, and what have you mm. but Europeans we began to in from Britain from France from Germany and um, you know uh, other countries began to explore other worlds you know in the UK and discover them and dis- <laughs> uh, discover them right um while we in Britain we didn't have you know lamps outside as an example mm-hmm. you know, shampoo soap toilet you know baths yeah. right in that in, in that time we called the dark the dark ages was you know for they called mm-hmm. it called that period dark ages for a reason right and then we began to explore the americas right mm-hmm. um began to colonize britain we began to colonize most of the world particularly the indian subcontinent the african mm-hmm. african countries and we began to learn the science and ma- and maps from the in- indians for example for example and import a lot of a lot of those things back in the uk mm-hmm. you know you know I'm, again i'm not trying to paint a rosy picture of imperialism right because mm. some people unfortunately they do do this and like well you know in in india or indian subcontinent you had you know imperialism british we gave you the railway <laughs> isn't it good right that's another discussion obviously but my 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 main point is that those you know we cannot discuss psychology or even counseling or mental health without this understanding mm. the history of psychology and how western psychology now is changing alhamdulillah there's a lot of discussion yeah. and it's changing because why because of us because our fathers our grandparents they came from the Jama- from the uh, jamaicas from the indian subcontinent other, other parts and we are you know you know people who are 25 30 under 30 40 most of us were born in grew up in this country mm. so this is our country so we are we want our voices to be heard we want our yeah. culture to be heard we want our heritage we want to maintain our islamic heritage and when when muslims in particular right um we challenge the status quo when we want to educate other people the wider society about islam and about we want mm. our voice to be heard then obviously when the dominant culture culture uh has maintained a status quo for s- centuries people people don't want to hear it yeah. right and that that is why muslims are being demonized in the media and other parts of society and unfo- unfortunately and also black people uh are being demonized mm. and it's have been demonized the colonial discourse it's, it's a part it's a part of a yeah. wider comprehensive colonial di- discourse so if you come back to how western society you know in the contemporary western society psychology is based on eugenics that white people are better or they're superior uh, they're superior how is that so though i mean someone might say you know what okay colonialism imperialism mm. is bad but there's mm. no more racism anymore you know well that's not true <laughs> uh, you know we've we've grown out of it or yeah. whatever i mean and, and and psychology is just science you just yeah. learn it like maths i mean well i'm, I'm going to come back to that but i think yeah. the reason i mentioned a little bit about history is because it is impacting directly mm. how we view things in 21st century britain in africa for example for example what happened we we you know we cannot forget forget as britons what happened in indian subcontinent what happened mm-hmm. in africa for example could that, that that you know that although it happened what hundreds of years ago it's still impacting daily Uh, our so daily life impact, today right? how does colonial so, psychology still uh, so exist and impact for, today 
on a from a practical level, most of the psychology studies have done, for example, in the UK, are white, mm-hmm. right? And most of the psychologists are white. So you have really, you know, although that's changing slowly, but very, very, very s- slow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's a problem there. Why? Why are most psychologists, for example, white? Why are most psychologists, for example, European? There's a structural problem there within the various educational, higher educational. Um, you know systems, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a practical. Impact what about the psychology itself, the study itself? This, I mean, if you go back, for example, many of the psychologists in the, in, in the past, even in fact, not in the past, mm-hmm. as recently as 1990. You know, if I if I if my memory serves me correct, as recently as 19, 1990, the British Psychological Society they mm-hmm. published a whole article, and the author was arguing, literally, author was arguing that white people are smarter. Than black people, mm-hmm. right? So when when expert, so-called experts and authors write this and talk about this, right? This would have an impact on the students, impact on society. Mm-hmm. In fact, as recently, a few years ago, probably, right? Intelligence Square, the great, you know, I'm not sure if you heard of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a conference, that, debate yeah. conference they organize every month or however long, mm-hmm. uh, how, how frequently I don't know. And it was it was a few years ago, uh, probably, right? They were discussing. This issue, right? Mm-hmm. And you had people within there, people like Toby Young, you know, famous <laughs> journalist, <laughs> right? And other, they were, they were discussing that white people are better, white people are smarter, mm-hmm. right? So there are even, even you know, among you know experts, neurosci- neuroscientists, for example, right? They argue mm-hmm. some, not all, obviously. Uh, they argue that white people are they, their brain is you know bigger, <laughs> right? They're more they're more smarter. They're mm-hmm. predisposed to be. Yeah. I mean, this was the; these were the kind of premises of eugenics and the and the science that emerged to justify imperialism. Yes, et exactly. Yeah. So, are you saying that still exists? Then? That still exists, or is this kind of like subtle? I mean, in it, it, it seems someone could say you're talking about individual racists, which mm. still exist, but and they will have some impact if they're high up in the field with credibility and stuff. But slowly but surely, you see, there's a difference in my mind between a science which is which can be decolonized um, and and is 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 somewhat open to different people being involved, and that having people who might be racist involved in it, that's one thing. But another thing could be when you when I think of the phrase colonial psychology, I'm thinking that the the actual bases and and some of the fundamental premises and axioms of that science are in fact, um, you know. Colonial or racist or white supremacist in nature. Yeah, is that the case with? Welcome, guys. Sorry to butt in, but how do you like the podcast so far? Interested? Boring? Let us know in the comments below, and click the like button if you like it, and click the dislike button twice if you don't like it. There are a lot of good changes, positive mm. changes, obviously, because we do live in so, democracy. So, just so, so to say, for example. Mm. In that one, mm. if you just flood the, the 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 subject with you know brown people and black people, oh. when will will they still be carrying out white psychology? I mean, well, or uh, will that will it begin to kind of? I think I think it depends. I think that would definitely help, mm. um, but I think it also would depend because if you have a structure or system, I mean, if you, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example just to articulate. Articulate this, the you know DSM, the diagnosis manual that okay. all psychiatrists, mental health practitioners they use, they have to use. It's, it's sold every year, millions of copies, right? 
Um, so that's the manual that tells you what is and that's isn't. The, that's the manual essentially tells you uh, the classification of different mental illnesses, right? Okay. But depression, anxiety, bipolar, and, and whatnot. Again, that's a whole, another discussion about how that came about. Initially, mm-hmm. in the first the D, uh, DSM and the second version of the uh, of, of the of the DSM, the way they uh, kind of analyzed or described defined depression it was very different from the way we. Uh, it's clearly defined. susceptible to powerful influences yes, and stuff. Yes, politics, yeah. economics, yeah. for example. You have many of the pharmaceutical companies who yeah. are driving, or lobbying different governments to defi- define certain things in a particular way. And also po- with politics. You know, we talk about mental health, for example. And during the co- uh, pandemic, people are saying, governments are saying that we, ha- we, are, we are going to face post-pandemic a disastrous mental health pandemic, mm. right? But the mental health is we we cannot demarcate mental health, right, or mental illness, right, from what is happening outside the individual, if you like, right. Yeah. So politics, eco- economics, mental health um, crisis. Is this what you is mean a, by the DSM being um, part of this kind of almost colonial psychology legacy? In a way, I don't. Uh, yeah. in, in a way, and uh, what way? I, uh, how do I mean by that? Is that, initi- you know, there, there, there's no understanding of other cultures there, mm-hmm. right? The how the way they classify different uh, mental illnesses, right? They not look at different uh, culture. Although that's changing now, alhamdulillah, right? But it's not it's not good enough yeah. in my opinion, right? So how how people in the Middle East, for example, in the Indian subcontinent, how they may um, define depression or anxiety will be different, or how they experience, right? Mm. Will be different from the way we experience it in our in our, in our time. So depression is a, it, 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 in my opinion, it's a civilizational problem. And what mm. do I mean by that? You know, essentially, is the way we describe and define depression will differ from culture to culture, yeah. right? It's specific. So DSM so we're exporting a, a white Western European Eurocentric yeah, uh, idea. Yeah, of I'm going to come to that. So when it comes to DSM, mm-hmm. for example, it's based on that materialistic, dualistic understanding. So the whole, the term mental health, you know, when you when you hear mental health, you know, there's just a word of it, right? Mental health, the mind, only mm-hmm. the mind, right? But what about the soul? What about yeah. the heart, for example, the qalb? What about the nafs? What about spirituality, right? So the whole discussion from the design perspective so about it's the built on a premise, yeah. which is um, flawed in its essence, yeah, and it's something we disagree it's with. It's flawed, yeah. you know, on the on the foundational level, it's flawed, right? So that's that's what I what, what I mean. It's, it's still based on a Western mm. paradigm, right? Western perspective, which is materialistic. Materialistic doesn't look at religion. Yeah. God is, you know, is not there. Right, Allah, God, spirituality is not is not there. Mm. Now, there's been attempts to deconstruct that. I mean, the late Professor Malik Badr, for example, passed away mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. In the 70s and the 80s, he spoke out. He wrote books. One of his first books he wrote uh, wrote was the Dilemma of the Muslim Psychologist. And what he was arguing, and he was saying the same thing until he passed mm. away. What what this means is that although there has been some positive change. He was arguing the same thing that he was arguing, you know, in the 1970s. That much has not changed, mm. right? And I, I think I agree with him, right? On the service level, people might assume that he has it changed. Okay, there's more Muslims going into it. More representation. More, there's more representation, but that representation is not based on on a sound premise, in my opinion. And I'm so not generalizing rep- here. Yeah, 
I'm not generalizing it's here. Similar to many other fields, yeah. a representation yeah. of bodies, yeah. Muslim and brown and black mm. and uh, other minority, physically the bodies are there, mm. but the discourse mm. and the underlying premise and philosophy mm. is still yeah. that of the the Euro, Euro, colonial modernity yeah. project. Uh, it reminds me of, I think when I was at university, they, they would say that like even medical science, they would actually, I don't know if they still do that, but they would ship white cadavers mm. to you know um the global south third world mm-hmm. country medical schools because the medicine that they learn is based on the anatomy of the white male mm. you know <laughs> they would actually literally ship mm. them up because, and it's a similar it's it's you know it, it just reminds me of that so you're saying there the, the, there's there's a palpable um measurable kind of uh, legacy and existence of these premises you said mentioned the DSM. Mm. I mean, did you say NHS as well? <laughs> well In terms of like just yeah, how I it think, operates and I think I mean look, you know, we live in, in Britain, right? Uh, this is our home as Muslims or right? And um, we want to make this home a better place for everyone. Muslim, mm. non-Muslim, everyone, right? But we all uh, we have to also acknowledge that there are problems and there are structural racism in place in the in the UK, right? Some people might deny it. Some people might even um, carry out investigation to conclude that there is no structural racism. But mm. we know. I mean, with the recent example of you know Prince Harry and his wife uh, uh, mm. Meghan Merkel, right? We know that there there is structural racism. How the media treated uh, treated her, right? Mm, absolutely, and. Um, so there is definitely structural racism. There's racism either, even I would say mm. in the NHS. There's been studies uh, have 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 been carried out by experts, Muslim and non-Muslims. I'll give you one or two examples. The recent cases. Uh, one, as soon as the COVID nineteen pandemic broke out, there's a lot of different discussions and theories, and you know what we know now is very different, somewhat different from what we knew in the first maybe month or so. Mm. At the beginning of the pandemic, of the lockdown, right? I, and you probably heard about, you know, you know, um, people who are brown or black, they are more prone to, or susceptible to yeah. catch COVID nineteen because of their skin color, because they don't they don't get enough uh, vitamin D or sunlight, right? We know that that's false because we know uh, empirically, logically, we know it's false. Scientifically, we know it's false because you know COVID nineteen happened in the Middle East. <laughs> in Africa, in Bangladesh, right, mm-hmm. and also, um, so that that was you know a lot of newspaper articles, a lot of like mainstream newspaper, ad- and also so magazines, of, journals. What kinds of stories? What kinds of theories get go viral? Yeah, and what kinds don't? Yeah. And so this, the 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 actual research is usually playing catch up, mm-hmm. very slow, cantankerous pro- process. Um, but it gets kind of maybe a mention on page I mean, seven or something. You mentioned about NHS, so that's one ex- one example, right? Um, there's been recent kind of you know pro- uh, programs on the BB- BBC, Panorama, and others, and even uh, journal articles, papers mm-hmm. written by you know experts, acad- academics, which suggest that there is a problem, a big problem. Although things are changing, there's a big problem within the NHS about inequalities that most of the higher paid jobs when it, when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, leaders or medical leaders right are white mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, white men so that's another in, in, inequality is there there's you know you it, you are and th- there's the studies have been done that black women who are pregnant are more likely to die from 
you know, childbirth than white women, yeah. right? Um, people. And who it's important to like kind of clarify for the the viewers. It's not the fact that somebody's going around like <laughs> uh, consciously oppressing these people at no, an individual no, no, level. It's no. more a fact of, for example, you know, just designing the the um, the guidelines yeah. of minimum levels of yes. whatever yeah. dosage and this and that and uh, and and the protocols. They happen to be designed based on yeah. one particular prototype of a person, and. Uh, you know, um, somebody who doesn't fit that prototype, then will, as a result, yeah. you know, uh, but, but it's, it's on a systemic level, it's similar to like uh, women and seatbelts. Yeah. You know, I remember that in reading this book that women uh, disproportionately die if you if you uh, if you um, uh, account for the the relative numbers, yeah. they disproportionately die in car crashes whilst wearing the seatbelts because the seatbelts are designed initially for the 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 um, ideally, the anatomy of men, for example. Mm. I forgot the name of the book, but there was examples of na- tangible examples like mm. that. So it's not an issue of no, somebody going, going around, around no. kind of kind of injecting. No, 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 of course, <laughs> some racist yeah. going around injecting. That would be like that would be illegal. That would be yeah. wrong, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not we're not obviously saying these, that. The, the, in the, the, the systemic race, uh, uh, nature of racism is so much more subtle and harder to detect. Yes, yes. But it, that means we have to kind uh, of. It's, but it's also about economics and politics, right? I am, or a black person, or brown people, right, has um, in terms of, you know, li- life, life, and living a healthy and, and good life, yeah. depending on my the the community that I live in, the area even I I live in, right. Most of the ethnic minorities in the UK they live in deprived areas. Mm. What, what what does that actually mean? So that 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 starts from a political decision, an economic decision, and then plays into the NHS and plays into yeah. how <coughs> services are provided within the local communities, right? So if I live in a deprived area where we're in a, where where there is, you know, there's low income, for example, right? How am I going to eat good food, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, bad food is very cheap and e- easy easy to get. So yeah. that's one thing. If I'm if I'm living in an area where there's pollution, for example, mm-hmm. right? Most or, or I would say a lot of like Whitechapel. Yeah, what, like, like white chapel, probably right. There's a lot of lot of pollution, for example, right. Mm. Then I'm more likely to get asthma, for example. So asthma is a medical condition, but more so is a political problem, social political, social okay, political yeah. problem. Why? Because it can be avoided, and you can't put haldi on it. No, you can't, right? <laughs> Oops, I meant. <laughs> okay, so we have to approach. See, yeah. and what what. Unfortunately, Western psychology or Western counseling yeah. is trying to do again. It's not intentional. It's because it's how we were brought up, and it's a systems in place, right? And we have to, you know, think outside the box. So, yeah. you know, they, the, the Western psychology or counseling looks at the human being, the person, as a central unit of analysis. Yeah, right. I and wanted they, to get to this point actually. Yeah. You mean like that? Mm. What's our contribution now? So you d- yeah. you detail the problem, mm. you detail the issue that you know. Look, there's there's some um, neg- you know uh, more inaccurate assumptions that the the, the whole mm. kind of um, field is built upon. Generally mm. speaking, what's our contribution to the decolonial, the decolonizing of psychology? Because yeah. you're saying it, it is a a burgeoning kind of field. Yeah. So what's our what, so one thing is obviously looking at those. The political, the so, the social, the economic kind of um, mm. uh, angles. Mm. Now, now you, you're about to mention the, the the fundamentally how 
we as Muslims, for example, look at the human being yeah. and then his or her kind of ontology differently. Yeah. I mean, we've only touched up on a few things, to be honest. Mm. It's a huge, huge topic. Um, people have written books, volumes of books on, yeah. on, on these topics, right? But, you know, in, what is our contribution? And one of the things that we, first thing, is we have to unlearn certain things, detox our mind. Yeah. How do we decolonize our mind? This is very, very important. Right? Mm-hmm. We have to detox and learn certain things. Now, I may say, well, I've studied Islam, for example. Right? I'm an activist. I'm a da'i. Right? I read Islamic books. Right? But we live in a world where subconsciously even, right, these ideas are always mm-hmm. through, through football, through sports, through media, through films, through TV, through songs, whatever, right? Through play. It's... Bomb, it, it, we're being bombarded right, every single day So we are subconsciously right, Taking in all these different ideas So there are certain things that we have to definitely Unlearn, un- un- detox mm. And decolonize our mind That's really important The th- second thing is so What are those things? The things that we, we, we yeah. discussed right? That you know, all the things that we've discussed About mm. you know that there is a there is other perspectives, okay, for example, yeah, yeah. right? When it comes to psychology, right, it's not mm. just about the mind and the beha- behavior, right? Uh, this dualistic understanding of the human being, right? The, the, from the, for example, the exam perspective, we look at the human being as a as a whole, right? So, what is a human being, for example? A human being is comprised the components is mm. his nafs, for example, his yeah. his ruh, for example, the qalb, right? His the, the, the social aspects The political aspect The economic uh, yeah. e- economic aspect What makes us You know Who we are Human beings Right There are certain Biological things Right There are certain things That we learn From our mm. society You know From the hadith Of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi You know Famous hadith That That every a newborn child is born on a natural disposition to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Although there are different opinions on surahs, mm-hmm. exactly what it means, but generally to recognize to the Allah correct subhanahu wa ta'ala. natural disposition. Correct and natural yeah. disposition to mm-hmm. know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Then what happens? The parents, the society, environment, the climate, yeah. right? Takes a person this way or that way. So who we are, right, is not just limited to, okay, you know, study of the mind and, yeah. and that's, that's it, right? And the focus is even from the we're talking about NHS, right? I've had students, doctors, for example, right? Doctors and psychologists. I've, I've taught Islamic psychology and counseling, right? And they said, look, we have as GPs only ten minutes mm-hmm. with the patient, right? And the patient comes and complains about something, right? Oh, we don't have an hour. We don't have more than a ten, more than ten minutes to discuss what is happening with that person, right? So, for mm-hmm. example, a person who's been working. 12 hours a day, six days a week, right? He's consuming, ca- uh, you know, caffeine, coffee, right? Like he's consuming uh, water. And then suddenly he has a, he, he breaks, right? He's, he's burnt out. He goes to the, uh, the GP for the doctor. 10 minutes, what can the doctor, uh, doctor do? Oh, take this medication or take this antidepressants, right? But that doctor does not have time to discuss or talk about, analyze mm-hmm. his lifestyle. For example, as an as an as an example, what is happening with his, how he's living, living. So, the, the system is like that because of economics and because of political decision, right? So, these are the things I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying we have mm-hmm. to unlearn, yeah. right? And there are people who say that we know that, but we're they're not actually actively attempt or uh, trying to change that. At least in their yeah. Uh, subconscious or in the 
So you were going through a list. The first thing we need to do is unlearn certain things. Yeah. So fir- first thing is unlearn, detox, yeah. decolonize our mind. Even, you know, that I've seen a lot of Muslims and even scholars, uh, and I, this is something that I don't get, that they, they're so proud to quote people like Immanuel Kant and Voltaire and, so, and all these philosophers, right? But these, some, uh, you know, and Rousseau, these were racist. Mm. <laughs> you know, if you look at Immanuel Kant's right, his theory of inhuman rights is based on on a racist paradigm, yeah. and we as mu- Muslims we're so proud right, when you're you're not you're not a scholar now, or you're not a contextual scholar now until yeah. you can quote Immanuel Kant. Why do I need to quote Immanuel Kant when I have a Quran and Sunnah? When I've got Imam Shafi, Imam Abu Hanifa, right? Mm. But mm. my point is that you know this 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 mindset we have to change. We have to we have to learn. We have to be proud. Well, arguably, you need to. You need to learn Kant and you know uh, Rousseau and Hegel and everyone if yeah. you want to understand yes. their colonial yes. perspective yes. properly. Yes. And I'm not because, denying that we yeah. have to. I mean, I've I've read I've read some of the works. I mean, right? it's, it's hard and it's probably impossible for someone to master both traditions. Of course, of course. But so, my my point was yeah. that you know we have to unlearn. We have to we have to be proud of our tradition. Yeah. We have to be proud of what Allah says and what the Prophet says. I'm not denying you know, people like Imam Ghazad, Ibn Taymiyyah, for example, right? Mm. He mastered the philosophies. I mean, he was a philosopher par excellence, right? Yeah. Imam Ghazali, he mastered all the Western, I mean, he refuted the philosophers, the incoherence of the philosophers. There was no Western right? philosophy then. Exactly. I mean, you know, <laughs> Tom, Thomas Aquinas. I mean, yeah, Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. And some even argued the Enlightenment yeah. could not have happened, European Enlightenment could not have happened without scholars like. Imam Ghazali. Yeah, of course. Some, some argue, right? So, yeah. I'm not denying that we should not study. My, my thing is that, again, this, this is subjective. It's mm. my opinion, right? As I feel that some, not all, that we're so proud to actually refer them Let's to the in, scholars. In, 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 a, in, a, in a, a domain where the Islamic or Islamicate scholars mm. and, and, and schools of thought have already addressed we, that, we, that, we talk, Yeah, areas. we talked about psychology, for example, yeah. and counselling, right? If if you read the books of Ibn Sina, for example, I know Ibn Sina had a lot of issues mm-hmm. to the point that Imam Ghazali, you know, called you know called him non-Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. But some say he repented, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, he 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 was living within a Islamic society, society a Muslim society, yeah. right? Ibn Sina, Imam Ghazali, Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Qayyim Jawziyah, right? Far, uh, Farabi, for example, right? Uh, Ibn Rushd and others, right? Mm-hmm. If you read some of their books, they were way ahead of Freud, Carl yeah. Rogers. Right, B.F. Skinner, right, well, all these great Western psychologists. And if you read, I know who those people are. Yeah, if you literally, <laughs> no, if you literally read the, some of the books, right, yeah. and some of the actual practical aspects, how the, how they treat, you know, we know, we know for Arazi, for example, and other scholars, you know, we had in Baghdad hospitals where they had wards, you know, treating people from the for their medical problems. Adjacent to that, they had people mm. treating. Them, uh, doctors treating and, and counselors treating them from a psychological perspective, right? Mm. And this is what five hundred years before, right? This is three to five hundred years before Freud, Carl Rogers, you know, B.F. Skinner, and all these great uh, Western psychologists and psychiatrists, mm-hmm. right? My 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 point is that we already have in our tradition yeah. all these things. I'm not saying everything that Ibn Sina or Farabi wrote and done was correct. There's a lot of things that they've yeah. Said was incorrect from the Islamic and like Imam Ghazali and others that are, they've articulated, right? My, my point is that yeah. there were Mus- there were Muslims. I mean, right? it's it, it's it's uh, in summary, we can say it's it's fine, and um, in fact, maybe encourage mm. to 
take beneficial things from any cultural yeah. civilization but the problem is here it's it's coming with some metaphysical ba- uh, baggage and yeah. uh, uh, for example different ontologically looking at the human being differently when when and, um, yeah absolutely so issues. i think first is unlearn mm. right unlearn and the what you what you just mentioned really really important right is that a lot of i've i've seen even a lot of muslims scholars when they talk about mental when 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 you when you hear the word mental health or counseling or whatever yeah. right it automatically they the the minds go to a medicalized profession mm. you don't like this phrase do you mental health <laughs> no i don't mental health i, I mean I, i don't i use it because this yeah. is the term terminology that is used but mental health gives that but dualistic the baggage understanding that the baggage comes that comes with it, with it is that you know it's a medicalized yes physicalized yes some chemical imbalance the, in the brain there is no conclusive mm. there is no conclusive evidence or argument right among the experts to suggest that depression or other psychological pro- I, i i prefer to use the word the term psychological problems yeah so there is no conclusive evidence scientific or otherwise to suggest that mm. depression or other similar psychological problems occur because of some chemical imbalance in the brain this is the medicalized you know society that we live in the dsm and you know nhs and others they, prom- they, they we all promote that right assalamualaikum guys me again just a reminder if you want to support the islam tunisia unscripted podcast click the link below and head over to islamtunisia.com/donate intentionally and also unintentionally sometimes mm-hmm. so but when we look at experts psychologists and others right they're the experts right if you look at the books of uh, alan francis alan francis he was a psychiatrist he was the chair of the dsm3 i mean he's, re- he's writing books now criticizing the whole in criticizing psychiatry criticizing how we as a society have medicalized hum- normal human problems mm. right he's written a book called saving normal like saving normal like how unfortunately because the industry or the pharmaceutical industry we've normalized yeah. human you know emotions and and and, and feelings and we medicalize i mean the uk for example you know you know i read, read a, a paper where about 10,000 young children right were in a year given antidepressants 10 year olds mm-hmm. 11 year olds right i think that it's important not to be become polarized though in that debate i think yeah. saying that there's no no physical you know chemical imbalance that could cause what appears to be a mental health issue i think that might be a bit too like i mean i, I can just think from for example if somebody has excessive you know um or bad relationship with dopamine or something you know they they or, or yeah, you know the question, they'll, they'll get addiction but, but or, the question is for someone yeah. the question is we have to pose it's how we frame it right the question yeah. is okay what came first so a person who is lacking in dopamine or lacking in self mm. uh, esteem or, or 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 all that right is it because of the social relationship yeah. or, or the lack of he has or she has right so you know it's difficult to pinpoint Right, and mm-hmm. I, I, it's not. I, that's I'm, that's I'm the not, danger with this, yeah. with with co- examples that you just gave. For example, you know, kids being medicalized excessively yeah. and given drugs and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's easy to kind of, um, kind of go to the opposite extreme. But I think there the, the <coughs> needs to be an integrate. I, I think mean, look, the, our, our uh, Islamically. I mean, I'm no kind of mm-hmm. researcher or whatever in psychology. I just, <coughs> I literally ask you, what does it mean? <laughs> But, uh, Islamically, from an Islamic perspective, I would say I would think we 
are all for exploring all options the physical um, the 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 sins you know the cognitive the aql yeah. angle like the hadith that, uh, that I really always kind of go back to uh, is when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said after his child died radhiyallahu uh, anhu i think it was abdullah radhiyallahu when he said inna al-ayna tadma well, when the, 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 the Sahaba said, Why are you crying, Ya Rasulullah? They were asking, you know. He said that the, 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 the eye sheds tears. So he's talking about the physical. The heart grieves. He's talking about the emotion. Um, but we don't say except that which pleases our Lord. Yeah. So the cognitive, what we choose, we have, there's another element inside us. Uh, that's distinct from the physical Slightly dis- connected but has, has a distinct kind of um, agency From the, the physical, from the emotional But we actually have a choice What do I say, how do I react mm. You know, so no, I, I agree with that yeah. my, my point is that Is that when we med- medicalize that yeah. human response A natural human response That's the problem I think in, the society, in this society We have generally mm. done that Right? I'm yeah. not saying that these are experts. Even I mean, you you can't get more of an authority in this area than Alan Francis, right? Professor Alan Francis, who who, who who's written about this, right? And he was the chair of the DSM three mm. or DSM four. I can't re- I can't remember, right? So so uh, Islam does not deny the behavior, the cognitive, right? The the me- medical. When it comes to psychological problems, yeah, or mental illnesses, yeah. as, as it were. Or I'm saying that there is no conclusive argument or evidence to suggest that, you know, the um, <coughs> people develop mental illnesses because of some chemical imbalance within the brain. If we ad- acknowledge this, if we acknowledge, then we have to also ask the question. Okay, I'll give you, a, you know, mm-hmm. a basic example. We we have been under lockdown for how long? A year, uh, about a year, right? Just over mm-hmm. a year now. Um, many children. They are saying are developing mental illnesses, yeah, loneliness, isolation, and, and, and whatnot, because they in front of the TV and the computer and the laptops, you know, the home learning through the laptop mm-hmm. screen, right? They're developing anxieties and other sort of uh, disorders, right? Mm-hmm. And there are people, there are children I've seen who've developed really, they become anxious, right? Because of they're cooped up in a, in a, in a flat yeah. in a house that, that can <coughs> cause problems, right? Now, if I want to now, now, Help that child, right? And I say, look, well, you, there's a chemical imbalance in your brain now because of the situation that you are uh, you you are in. And then I give the med- medication. I think that's the issue. That's not the, the chemical balance part. No. So the chemical imbalance part might it be there, but it's as a result of being stuck in a room. It for might too long be. Or whatever. It might be again for yeah. the sake of argument. They say it might mm-hmm. be there. So the other second question I ask, okay, as a result of what? Yeah. Right. So now, now, if we because of this, if we medicate, give yeah. antidepressants and other other sort of antipsychotic drugs to these children, right? They be, they become hooked on it, right? And they will not really solve it's the problem. Like you know, it's just a cultural thing, you know. I guess in a professional kind of um, the, the norms, you know, mm-hmm. like if somebody has high blood pressure, they'll put him on statins or whatever, huh? rather than telling them eat less salt or. You know, <laughs> trying to see why they had that, or maybe it's genetic or whatever. It's human. Like him, I mean, you know, there's, there's there's been a lot of studies done. One one study mm-hmm. in Thailand, for example, and it's about how they they view depression and how mm-hmm. we view depression. So this man, he was a farmer, for example, 
and um, he lost one of his leg. Now he's not able to farm. I mean, his mm. his manhood, right? His his you know existence is all about farming and providing for his fa- fa- family. Mm. Now he's lost the um, you know uses of his one of his leg. Now he's not able to work, right? He's developed depression, right? Mm-hmm. He he's de- uh, developed a lot of other uh, uh, problems. Now he's, he went to he took medication. It hasn't worked. It, it, it didn't work. So what what happened was one wise person, wise doctor, mm-hmm. and said, "Look, why don't we try, uh, buy him a tractor? You know, he can he can drive and do the yeah. uh, do the do the work rather than manually, right? So they they done this. He was able to go back to work and he was fine." So they 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 address the trigger. They address the trigger, yeah. right? Okay. Now he, we can we can say during that period he had sort of some sort of chemical imbalance in the brain. It's very difficult to kind of it how we again how we measure though, what they did though, isn't it? I mean, is it, it, are you saying that that kind of stuff isn't thought about in the UK? No, it, it is it is thought about. I think this mm. is changing. I think even now, you know, GPs and doctors and HS they are encouraging people to exercise, for example, to go out for walks and whatnot. It is changing. Mm. I mean, and again. But there's commercial interest. There's commercial interest. You know, interest. I mean, selling we, the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> we live in we live in we live in. Mm. One, one of, although there are problems in the UK, it's mm. one of the best countries to live in, right? But there are there are problems, and 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 again, I'm not, we can't compare UK to mm. other countries. That'll be that'll be wrong. But mm. there are problems, and we need to make UK better, right? Mm-hmm. So, doctors and GP they do advise people to take you know long walks, for example. You know, healthy living, right? Yeah. It, it, you know, maintain your diet properly, healthy diet, for, uh, for example, right? A holistic kind but of. But the, the, the issue is, is the system, mm. right? It's the system, and all, we also have to, as individuals and community, take responsibility upon ourselves, right? Mm. That we eat well, we exercise, we look after our mental, uh, mental, uh, mental health. We develop resilience, for example. Mm. Now, you know. We we there's, there's there's authors been writing about safety worship, right? You can't say anything to a person until they assume that you are evading or invading their space, yeah. And they they develop anxiety issues. They develop you know low low self esteem. So the whole kind of neoliberal philosophy has also impacted mental health or depression and psychology and how we view these different. Uh, problems mm. where we have now. So, <coughs> just to so to carry on the kind of list yep. you are yep. making. So the, your issues with mental health, the medicalizing and and physicalizing things too much yep. on this kind of systemic scale. The you mentioned about individualizing. Yeah, can you explain that a bit? Uh, I think we discussed that a little uh, briefly. So a lot of um, lot of government policies, mm. right? Um, not all, but some government policy. When it comes to uh, psychology or your mental health, sometimes focus on okay. You have to, the individual, like you internalize the problem. So when we talk mm. about chemical imbalance, it's internalizing the problem. You see, when we talk about chemical imbalance, when we talk like look into yourself, right, mm-hmm. and the the changes within yourself. This whole language is a problem, right? Language and that's where, where neoliberalism comes in. Yes, that that, that the philo- the reigning kind of political philosophy around us that that reduces human um, activity and interactions to at its base level competition. No. That, that that's one thing. But w- what I'm referring to is a more of a political and socio economical mm. problem, 
So when, so if if psychological problems all about the individual, how he or she is living yeah. and 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 whatnot, you know, and it's chemical, ke- yeah, yeah, chemical imbalance within that within that person, then the government has no responsibility providing good education to mm. people. Government has no responsibility to provide you know uh, good air, right? In, in in the communities, they have no responsibility, you know, providing good high you know high education to people. So yeah. they, they they they're stripping off resp- governmental responsibility. So that's what I'm about systemic yeah. political problem. Mm. So mental health or mental say say political problem as much as it is a yeah. I, w- I would I wouldn't say medical problem but a psychological problem. Yeah. Right, Doctor Tarek Yunus who who, yeah. who um, writes a lot about psychology from a decline perspective as well. In one of his videos, Sam Trinity, he, he said the phrase, there can be no mental health without justice. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You, you see, without you know, political empowerment, mm. economic empowerment, social empowerment, I mean, I don't want to go back, but you know, I, I, we talked about sub-disciplines in psychology. Mm. Now there is an emerging field, social psychology. Right, but even then, there's there's good thing, but there's, there's problems. So when they talk about you know race, for example, race is is, is limited to prejudice. Yeah, yeah, and, pre- and <coughs> anyone can be prejudiced, right? You can be prejudiced. I can not be looking right? at the but not looking at the systemic mm. problem, the structural racism that is within our society. Mm. That, that's what I, that's what I mean. We have to learn that these things may be subtle. They may people might assume that they are very simplistic, yeah. but they are. Within those structures, and if we don't change mm. those structures, right, then we will continually, right, be in the same weak situation yeah. that we are. We have been in the past fifty years. You know, a lot of these, a lot of the problems that we look at. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people who talk about, you know, modern issues and, and contemporary, you know, working in different areas, and I see a, a pattern emerge, right? Maybe just some kind of looking into it too, from from a particular bias mm. angle, but. A lot of these issues that we see today, when it's it could be economic, it could mm. be spiritual, it could be legal, it could be entertainment, it could be education, it could be psychology. A lot of these things are the result, can be seen as the result of the atomization and breakup of the l- broader clan or tribal or family Absolutely. structure Absolutely. that most of our history has been, that's characterized most of our history, you know. Absolutely. Now, if we have a I mean, before now, everyone's kind of atomized in their home. The, the mm-hmm. definition of family now is husband, wife, two point four children. I think it's one point nine now, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas before, a hundred years ago, there was no such thing as this nuclear family thing. The, the family was fifty, hundred people, yeah. or whatever plus, and your architecture reflected yeah. that. Your the way and, and and the extended what we now call the extended family it was responsible for our cultural production our education um conflict resolution uh finance obviously but now because we've been broken up it seems that is one of the 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 potential primary suspects yes. of why there are so many issues i mean the the example i give normally for this thing is financial right in the same house, in the same house, under the same roof, the father will lend his money to the bank for one percent interest, two percent interest, and his son will be borrowing that same money back at thirty percent interest for a credit card or whatever. Right? That private institutions, state 
mm-hmm. public uh, 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 so corporate institutions, pri- uh, uh, public uh, bodies, and so forth yeah. have stepped in to take over the role that was once absolutely kind of done by the family, the broader tribe, yeah. basically the village. Absolutely. I mean, look <coughs> how uh, how we view psychological problems or the treatments of psychological mm. problems, right? Post-industrial revolution is very different from how we viewed those issues pre-industrial revolution, right? So in the UK, even in the West, in Europe, people who had concerns in their living, concerns or problems, who would they go to? Their, their, their main people, the primary people that they would mm. go to are the, were the priests, for example, right? And they would confess their sins or they would confess and they'll have a talk and they would feel better. better. Post-industrial revolution, right? This all changed. Mm-hmm. Medicalization came into it. In fact, in the UK before, people who had mental illnesses, they were, you know, placed in, you know, you know, hospitals where they would be electrocuted. Right? They yeah. were called insane. They were called all sorts of things. Right? They lived in horrendous, you know, context. Right? In the UK. When the government came in, when the parliament passed an act, for example, they would provide, you know, fund uh, funding. That's mm. when the medical <coughs> profession came came in because they thought that there's money to be made now, mm. right? Because they were called loonies and mental health, mental uh, illness patients. They were called loonies. They were called outcasts, subhu- subhuman. They were treated like animals. Literally, they were treated like animals, right? And they were tre- they were left in the dungeons, in the in the in the basements. Right, and they're treated really horribly, mm-hmm. right? But when there was money to be made, then you, you had the medical profession come in, said, oh, hang on, we, we, we can. But again, we, will, we haven't really talked about class. Mm-hmm. Again, Western psychology, <coughs> and the psychology, the proponents of it in, in, in the contemporary time, they were white and they were of a certain class, mm-hmm. right? You know, you know, middle class or upper, upper, upper middle class. That also impacted how they viewed society, mm-hmm. how they viewed human beings and the treatment that, that they, they had. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot, lot to discuss. So I think the first thing we mentioned, unlearn certain things. Mm-hmm. We also, there's a lot of discussion now within Islam about Islamic psychology and counseling. Yeah. I also think before doing that, there's not enough. You know, we mentioned about Malik Badri. He's been writing and discussing, you know, uh, on Islamic psychology and counseling for two, three uh, decades, right? I mean, he wasn't a scholar, a traditional mm. scholar, but he, he understood Islam, alhamdulillah, to a, a good level. Mm. But he was a psychologist, he was a researcher. And he talked about how we need to decolonize psychology and bring in Islamic psychology and bring in the Islamic theology and, and, and teachings. Yeah. He passed away two, three weeks ago. He still mm-hmm. was talking about this, right? Which means that not much has changed. There's some positive, good things happening, not much has changed. There are people now who are discussing, writing books and papers uh, um, and articles about Islamic psychology counseling. But I think before that, we have to talk about decolonizing Islamic psychology. Because what is happening, in my view, in my view, is that we are taking that system that we talked yeah. about, that medicalized system, that Western... Okay, but for, I mean, putting park Islamic on the side, labels on it. Yeah, park on the side, they're medicalized, yeah? Because I think mm-hmm. some people might <laughs> uh, not agree with that all the time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what we said. But the Western system, the secular, you know, dualistic understanding of the human uh, uh, of, of the human being, mm-hmm. right, and the DSM and whatnot, 
if we just talk about the system, I'm talking about the system, the philosophy that yeah, underpinning yeah. underpins that, right? What we are trying, what we, some people are doing is that okay, they're taking a verse here and there, or taking is that some Islamic here and there, and they're trying to make it palatable within that system. Ah, oh, yeah. So you they know, replace the the antidepressants with honey and black seed and stuff. You can say you can say that, yeah. Things that with, with an yeah. Islamic yeah. kind of root, and, yeah. but it's still the underlying philosophy is yeah. the same of yeah. the physicalism, the the the, me, the medicalized behavior, yeah, and, and the also the philosophy behind mm-hmm. it. I mean, psychology psychology is philosophy in action. Yeah. Essentially, psychology is practical philosophy. That's how I describe it. Psychology is practical philosophy, and counseling is. Practical psychology in, in one sense, right? <laughs> so if we don't understand the philosophy, the, uh, the premises upon which these um, notions are being built upon, right? Then we will continuously plaster yeah. incident verses and ideas and try and make it palatable for the Western system. So what is the, 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 the good, proper, decolonial Islamic psychology? Can an Islamic psychology exist or is the moment you call it psychology... Pushing you back into that yeah, discourse. That's again. a really good question, and um, I think it can exist. Um, definitely has existed in the past. So, for example, when we look at our tradition, even um, mm-hmm. the Quran, on a, on a, from a basic level, right? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He talks to our us, our nafs, right? He mm. talks to our soul. He talks to our you know in, you know our, our psyche, right? So you know a lot of the injunctions that are found in the Quran, right? Ah, you know, is there for five five pillars, for example, mm-hmm. the five pillars of Islam, is to develop our cognitive awareness, right? Develop our physical uh, well-being, develop our economic, social status. For example, mm-hmm. zakah. For example, zakah. You know, Ramadan is coming now, mm-hmm. right? It's all about the economic empowerment of uh, people who are vulnerable in our society, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Hajj, for example, about the community, the social a- aspects. So, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You know, he created us. He's our master. He's our mm-hmm. lord. He's lord of the universe. He knows what we need and what we don't need. Right. Even so, most of the Quran is not rulings. It's, no, it's not. guidance. Speak Allah speaking to us and and exactly. through, you know um, having that relationship with the Quran. And, 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 you, take, and you take that same understanding mm. in, the, in the Hadith, and then our scholars like Ghazali, Ibn, for example, Imam Ibn Qayyim Jawziyah. Yeah. Right. He, if you if you read his Madari Salikin, for example. Right, and read some of his other works, and mm. also uh, Imam Ghazali. Right, all about psychology. Mm. Right, it's all about psychology. Right, if you look at what we would today Sada, describe as psychology. Yes, I, I would. Mm. I would say, and ilm tazkiya. Yeah, I mean ilm nafs. Uh, uh, you know, classically the scholars they term this field called ilm nafs, the study of the nafs. Study of the person, study of the nafs, right? Mm. You know about behavior, how to behave, how to think, how to contemplate. In tafakkur, we have that in the Quran and Sunnah, the mm. tradition of the scholars. So, seventy percent, I would say, of that, the what, what we can call tasawwuf or tazkiyah. If you don't want to mm. use the word tasawwuf because it can be controversial, but <laughs> tazkiyah, for example, right? Seventy mm. percent um, of of it is psychology and counseling, mm. right? Imam Murana Ashrafari Tanwi, a great Indian subcontinent scholar, a contemporary, right? Yeah. He didn't go to, he was not a psychologist, he didn't, was not a, he didn't study counseling, right? Mm. He didn't go to university to study psychology or counseling, but he was 
an Islamic psychologist in my opinion Why? Mm. If you look at his Tarbiyatul Sadiq for example his, his book He had his own clinics Khanqa they call it He had his own clinics So people as, as in, he, people, people would write to him With all the different ailments and problems yeah. You know Mulana I have this problem Or I have this problem I have this marriage problem I have this problem with You know Looking at the opposite sex You know Same problem they had before We have now Right mm. And then Morana Shabitanwi Sometimes he would write to them Say do this Or sometimes he would Invite with uh, that person To his clinic For cognitive behavioral therapy <laughs> For different So I, I'll give you some example of What yeah. he did Right So he would invite some people To his clinic And he would say Look Stay with me for 10 days Or mm. stay with me for 20 days Or stay with me for uh, One month Right, and he would do, for example, group therapy. Wow, he would do nice. reading therapy with mm. them, right? He would do reading therapy, group ther- uh, therapy, and he would do in, in individual therapy with them. Mm. So I'm saying, well, this is obviously he, did, he he didn't know. I'm assuming he didn't know Freud and Carl Rogers and B. F. Skinner mm. and and others. But these are experiential. But these are also taken from our teaching, from the Quran and yeah. Sunnah, the tradition of the Muslim Muslim scholars. Right. Yeah. So, can guys, what do you think so far? Agree, disagree? Let us know in the comments below. So there is. They say Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, he wrote his well dawa in response to someone who is having exactly same sex attraction or exactly. stuff like yeah. that, or addicted yeah. to yeah, uh, you know, certain sins. Yeah. So I mean, um, our scholars were masters of the soul, mm. right? The doctors of the soul, right? Um, of of uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. People like Arazi, for example, yeah. and others. Lot but they, are, the, the, I think, the superior thing about that tradition, though, is they understood the the dangers of the nafs as well. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, in today's day and age, the nafs is put on a pedestal yes. and worshipped yes. as an idol. Yes. So that's a real disaster of um, kind of uh, ignoring the Islamic yes. or the pre-colonial, pre-modern view of the human being, the self, because it's probably similar in other traditions as well. I mean, of 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 their you know it being a virtue yep. to tame yourself yep. to be a disciple to control your desires to lower your gaze etc etc but now it's you know the, you, the, because the you're whole worth it. Lang- the way we speak the, the language mm-hmm. that we use it can be very problematic why because this this you know Carl Rogers as an exa- as an example a psychologist and a, and a counselor he talked about this self actualizing tendency. You know, you know the, have you heard of the Maslow's pyramid, yeah, yeah. right? Self-actualization is, the, is in the top, right? That's, pro- that's problematic because it's, again, looking inward, right? Yeah. Looking at, uh, so what, what they talked about is about self-knowledge. If you have self-knowledge, you become enlightened, right? But they, they forget that self-knowledge, does, you know, is not God. Self-knowledge is not God, right? Self-knowledge or awareness about your own self, right? You know, Allah says in the Quran, you know, yeah, you know, you forget your own self. The, the, the other verse comes to mind when, you, when, I, when I discuss about self actualizing tendency and looking at, in, look at in, inwardly mm-hmm. and looking at you and, and looking at the person itself, right? And forget about politics, forget about social, you know, uh, relations and economics and, and whatnot. That doesn't impact my mental health, mm. right? So it's it's my it's my inside, right? And I have the I have the power alone to rectify myself. That's that's problematic, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the verse that Nasrullah uh, mentions, "Afara'ita man ittakhada ilahu hawahu," right? Have you not seen the one who takes his caprice as his deity, yeah. a, a form, a, a worship, right? The hawa. Yeah. 
the, uh, his you know, desires, his whims. Yeah, I, his I was impulses. teaching. Yeah, I was teaching the other day. Some students said, "Look, Western secular counseling makes a person a productive worshiper of themselves. Islamic psychology mm. and counseling makes a person a productive worshiper of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and this is what it does, mm. right? So." Unlearning and and relearning our tradition really yeah. really important. Learning our tradition, the orthodox positions when it comes to theology, mm. comes to philosophy is really mm. really important. Not you know plastering certain verses and hadith and concepts into the system. There you may have some good impact, right? Yeah. But in the long run, it's not it's not it's not going to work. Mm. You know, even from a practical perspective, right? If I if we do a very brief basic role play now, right? <laughs> And I say, Uh-oh. look, you come to me, right, okay. as a client, and you say, and I say to you, you know, what is the problem? And then you say, my problem is, you know, I feel my, depressed. My oxytocin is too low. Yeah, or whatever, right? My problem <laughs> is, you know, <laughs> I am depressed, yeah. right? <clears throat> I, I, I say to you, you know, you know, wh- why do you feel uh, feel like that? As an example, right? So well, you know, I had the, you know, I lost my job, and I, this person says something to me, and that person says something to me, or something happened ten it's years ago. It's not a good ago. role play, by the way. You're doing all the talking. Oh, I'm sorry. You're I'm doing sorry. both roles. I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to speed up. I'm trying to speed yeah, up. Go, right? go, I'm trying go to ahead. speed up because time is limited. So, <laughs> the way that I ask you questions, mm. right? The the way I have just asked you questions, right, predisposes a philosophy in my yeah, mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. when I say, "What is the problem?" There's a subtext that, Yes There's that a pretext Predisposes yeah. that There is a problem That needs to be rect- rectified mm. Right I'm not saying that When people come to me I don't I don't uh, You know Maybe I, feeling low Is an, a natural part of life Yes Of, of how yes. to Yes You know Modulate yourself yeah. and, and maybe a reminder From yeah. Allah To that Something's yeah. missing Maybe there's a sin That has haven't repented well, for Obviously With a client I'm not going to say yeah. that Right because I, ha- I have to accept the, what the client believes. Yeah. Well, my responsibility is to uh, psychoeducate or educate that client mm. away, away from that. But my, my point is that even the very, on a basic level, the questions a therapist will ask right, is based on uh, whether yeah. that therapist knows it or not. Because I know, like, I, I've taught counsellors, yeah. they, they, they don't know this. But they are taught this, right, and they assume yeah. that this is what it is, and this is reality, this is a fact. So on the basic level, the way I ask questions, right, is determined determined by the philosophy I've taken, the studies yeah. I've, I've taken. Mm. So we have to do a lot of unlearning, lot of lot of learning. And mm. I think, uh, you know, when it comes to decolonizing Islamic psychology, how do we do that a, yeah. from a from a practical perspective? I think number one, I think imams and scholars who've had. A, a, I was just about to ask you yeah. about them because yeah. they are like the first. Point of call, right? Yes. Most of the most of the problems that occur mm. in a family, in marriage, uh, you know, someone's mm-hmm. feeling low. Naturally, they'll probably go to the Islamic fatwa to get a fatwa, yes. or whatever. And you know, the the mufti has to see, or the imam has to be able to detect. Maybe there's some deeper issues here. It's not just about is this halal or haram, or you know, there, there's a pastoral duty as well. Look. When you said maybe there's a deeper issue, mm. again it depends on because you you've said that because we you mm. you you live in a society that predisposes certain understanding and notions in our mindset. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll explain what I mean, mm. right? So you, you know some modalities on in counselling and psychotherapy will not 
ask, for example, okay, what is the problem? Well, they're not focused, overemphasize yeah. the problem, right? They're not problem phobic, right? The, 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 the modality is that they will not focus on the problem. They will not deny the problem. Right? They will not say, oh, that's wrong. They can't say that, right? Mm-hmm. But they will not focus on the problem. So other modalities like psychodynamic uh, uh, perspective or even person-centered and others, right? They would focus on the problem. So they would ask certain questions. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the therapist will ask certain questions which actually focuses on the problem. And when we focus on the problem, we magnify mm-hmm. the problem. Other modalities, what we'll do is acknowledge the problem, empathize, mm-hmm. because you know, 70% of the successful rate a therapist have with a client, 70% of it is based on client therapist rapport. Yeah. No technique, mm-hmm. no science, nothing. Right? Makes and sense. 10% is about family relations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then probably there's 5% probably about the technique. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, if now the question is, if we acknowledge this, and there's not one study, a mm. uh, number of studies have been uh, carried out that 70 to 80% is based of people who recover from even deep psychological problems, depression, suicidal mm. thoughts. I've had clients with suicidal thoughts, depression, right? And, it's, and if 70 to 80% is yeah. of the recovery is based on the client therapist Rapport. The whole medical. But sometimes no, no, they're not. Let, they're let, not let even me finish. Therapist. Let me, yeah, let me finish. It. But the whole medical industry yeah. falls apart. Yeah. Do you see what, what I mean? If 70, 80 percent, right? Whether the depression mm. or anxiety and other disorders that we label now, right? It can be rectified by building a, a rapport, building friendship. Mm. Building, obviously it's easier said than done. But when right? somebody comes to an imam, for example, mm. that's why I want to kind of get on is that. Imams and khatibs and speakers and scholars, mm. etc. People will ask them a question, but um, sometimes the question is just hiding something behind, and and answering the question might actually put them in trouble. Yes, uh, I'll yes. give you an example. Right, someone asked me once, um, "Can I work in the the the?" the um, uh, this restaurant, I, I do this, I do that. I'm just, I just wash the dishes, whatever. And I'm thinking, this is a bit of an odd question. Um, I didn't answer anyway because I answered the questions. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll speak to you know someone. So I asked Sheikh Haytham, and he gave a very important lesson. He said, be very careful with answering. I'm paraphrasing, answering simple questions. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you have to think why is that person answering that, asking that question, and it could be, and I think it did turn out to be this case with this brother. That he feels overly guilty about working in a restaurant and they're selling mm-hmm. this and that, and that give him giving him the technical fatwa that Sheikh Tonto said, you know, this is haram. It might he might be having so many Absolutely. doubts and wiswas. Or Absolutely. if somebody asks you, you know, if I when I'm making wudu, do I have to get the water right in every? Yeah, yeah. Someone okay, technically textbook answer is yeah, all the water has to reach everything. But the fact that he or she's asking that. May mean that they they'll be standing there, you know, um, making wudu for half an hour because yeah. they they have wiswas or OCD or I don't know I don't yeah. want to open up that kind of worms <laughs> if you believe that <laughs> right but do you get what I mean so that it's easy and it's irresistible almost mm-hmm. it's very tempting to answer a question you know the technical answer for mm-hmm. but I think people who are asked questions. Um, they have to take a step back and pause and, and need some training mm. as to wait a second. How do you 
How do you deal with How this? How do you deal with this? Yeah? I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree with that example also. I mean, I've had, you know, another example. If a person who is praying, you know, practicing mm. Muslim or Muslimah, feeling, is feeling depressed, for example, feeling anxious, right? And that person comes to the Imam, as an example. Mm. And I've seen, I've heard of stories like that. That's why I'm mentioning it. Mm. And the Imam, and, and the, person, the person has, you know, family issues, Right, lost their job and a number of other yeah. other things, right? And they're feeling they're feeling anxious and they're feeling depressed lately, right? And the Imam said, you know, increase your taqwa, <laughs> right? Read the Quran more. And that person thinking, oh my maybe God. I'm a bad Muslim. Maybe I'm a bad Muslim. Mm. So absolutely, the, we have to, you know, understand what the person is going through, right? Mm. And then we have to also say certain use certain words that are empathetic uh, towards them, right? So. Mm. I think I think um, I mean I gave you my example when I graduated I took I, I took a job as a teacher secondary school and also took a part time imam imam job mm-hmm. most of my time and I've been I've, I've been in imam in London in in the Midlands in up north in Manchester the last ten ten years full uh, full time and part time initially when I began most of my time a lot of my friends were imams also and mm-hmm. currently they, would, they they say the same thing seventy percent of my time would go would be you know uh, de- dealing with people's issues, family, marriage breakdowns, individual mm. problems, and whatnot. And do you people, think you were adequately prepared for that? No, I, I was coming to that, mm. and I wasn't adequately prepared for that because hang on a minute, I've been trained to give fatwas, <laughs> <laughs> right? I've been trained to say you're just waiting haram. for the wait, yeah. where's the fat, where's yeah, the answer? Exactly, absolutely <laughs> right. And and then I thought and I can't I can't when people are coming to me with serious issues, mm. like suicidal thoughts. Depression, right? Marriage problems, this and that, right? And I thought, mm. you know, if I advise from what I know from the Quran Sunnah, it may not be comprehensive Absolutely, enough, yeah, right? It's be not being told enough, right? So and then what I did, I, I said to myself, I need to go and study. Mm. So I I studied different, you know, courses, um, counseling, right? And Alhamdulillah, I've been studying ever ever since, mm. researching psychology and counseling and, and studying, and you know I'm I'm you know still doing more courses because mm. it's, it's a lifelong thing. You always you always learn, right? So absolutely, when imams need to be tra- imams are the first responders for our communities. Mm. Imams are the first responders, and they need to be trained in how to ask questions. Now, what does that what does that entail? Yeah. Imam, they, a lot of imams, they already have their theology, they already have their jurisprudence, they already mm. have their philosophy to a certain extent, right? Unless that person is a wacko, and there are many wackos out there, as you know, right? <laughs> but if you study in a Darulun, for example, Azhar or Medina, right, or similar types, mm. right? Alhamdulillah, although there are differences, definitely, right? There are differences in fiqh and some aspects of theology, but, you know, the foundations are the same, I would say, yeah? The philosophy is the same, mm. I, I, I would say. So they, they would have the the basics, right? I think what they need, in my opinion, rather than going through a three, four, five year course, mm. I've you know I've done that, and I, a lot of it was waste of money and time, in my opinion, right? I think what they need is this skills, counseling skills, mm. yeah, mm. and also be a philosophy. Uh, learning a lot of b- b- philosophy from the Islamic perspective when it comes to psychology, right? Mm. So you know, I mean, I've I've recently developed a course called Islamic Psychology and Counseling, primarily for imams and scholars, and for anyone really, because mm. I think psychology is is everywhere. How we You're think, how we behave, practical right? philosophy, it's practical, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's practical philosophy. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah, the way the way I engage with you or not engage with you, right? Mm. It's everywhere. So I think that you know. 
you know, enrolling at those similar courses, and there's so many other courses, right? It's really important. Mm. But imams and scholars can be pioneers in this in this, in this field. One mm. person can't do it. There has to be a group of people yeah. on the same page, right? Because there are people, Muslims out there, who are alhamdulillah trying, contributing, right? But they may not have the traditional understanding, yeah. yeah? And even if they have the conventional understanding, they're coming from a Western perspective. Yeah. Right? Even you know, I I I, I taught a course. Primarily, there were counselors, psychologists, and counselors who trained in the Western perspective. And I was going through Freud, and I was going through Carl Rogers, and I was going through the different Western right. And a lot of them were saying, "We didn't, we didn't, we didn't know this. These were basic information. We didn't know this." And I said that you you don't know this because you are taught as if these things that you've learned is facts. Yeah, yeah. And where the, that's where the coloniality comes exactly, in. Exactly. Right. The 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 universalizing of the Eurocentric kind of yeah. experience and the yeah. provincializing of yeah. everything else. The yeah. whole thing about where's the one place in the world you don't find Chinese food? Mm. It's China. Mm. <laughs> it's just yeah. food. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. So over here, it's just Western Eurocentric psychology. It's just called psychology. That's the the universal yeah. thing. And something else is called okay. This is Islamic. This or this is. Far Eastern, or this is absolutely this is that. I mean, we're calling it Islamic yeah. psychology and Islamic counseling because we want to yeah. demarcate absolutely, this yeah. field yeah. Uh, from the West. Maybe you should call it decolonial Islamic psychology. Oh, that's a, hand, that's <laughs> a mouthful, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> but I think, I, I mean, there needs to be a, a collective it's got a good, uh, good uh, acronym there, DIP, D I P. Well, yeah. we might let's let's, <laughs> let's might use that. We might use that, right? <laughs> but I think there needs to be a collective effort. Yeah. Um, and scholar, I think, I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, the sheikh there. You know, this is a lot of it is common sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and from the own our own tradition as well. And yeah. as I said, I mean, common yeah. sense is subjective. Can some yeah. people argue, right? Log- logic and common yeah. sense can be subjective, right? But. Mm. Most of it is in yeah. our tradition. You know, I yeah, was yeah. when I was re, when I was re, you know I studied Madaya Sadiqin for example, studied with our teachers Muhasib Risala for example, studied Ihaulumuddin for example. That, that you know yeah. it became Josiah's book, right? All these different spiritual books, Tazkiyah yeah. books, psychological books, right? And then when I began reading Western psychology and counseling and psychotherapy, I said, hang on a minute. I read that in uh, yeah, this <laughs> catching up. <laughs> I read that in uh, Ibn Taymiyyah's book. I read that in uh, you know mm. Razi's book, right? So it's catching, it's catching mm. up definitely. So I think we have to be proud of our tradition, proud of our scholarly heritage, mm. right? Yes, I'm not saying don't study, you know, Plato and Immanuel Kant and and others and Rogers and Freud and mm. B. F. Skinner and Watson and all others, right? Study them, but. Be proud of the tradition that you study them critically. From. Study them critically yeah. and be proud of the tradition that you come from, right? And understand, be aware mm. that already in your tradition you 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 have that. Yeah, right. Excellent. Jazakallah khair, and we will put the put the any links to your organization and your courses in the description. Shallah. Seemed like a man with a vision. May Allah give tawfiq to this project. I'm just conscious of Maghrib time, so. Uh, yeah, maybe we can do a part two sometimes. Um, I really enjoyed this uh, free counselling session. Zakhlaqat <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at home. If you uh, enjoyed me pouring my heart out and talking about all my problems, um, if you like this podcast, give a like and a share. Remember to hit subscribe and the bell notification if you're into this kind of stuff. If you dislike this podcast, um, press the thumb down thumbs down button twice. Okay, and uh, yeah, let us know in the comments uh, what you think. Get involved in the. Uh, 
the conversation. Until um, next time, Asalaamu Alaikum.